You are listening to Heavenly Warriors, the podcast for anyone who wants to learn the deeper supernatural truths not taught in most mainstream churches. Your hosts are best-selling author and guests on shows like The History Channel and Coast to Coast AM, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh, and me, a former atheist cop turned exorcist and author. This podcast is brought to you by my newest book, Boxing Blindfolded with Demons, which can be found at rickbellwriting.com, R-I-C-K-B-E-L-L-W-R-I-T-I-N-G.com, and by Dr. Joy Jeffrey Pugh's newest book, Beastmark, which you can find at drjoy.com, that's D-R-J-O-Y-E.com. Whether you believe in the devil and demons or not doesn't matter to them. In fact, demons prefer you don't believe, so you'll never know what's hitting you when they attack. The truth is, we have invisible enemies who want to rob us, attack our families with sickness and addictions, and cause us to struggle financially. We want to help you become a stronger and smarter heavenly warrior. Dr. Joy, the saga continues. <laughs> the strangest things. If we were writing a novel, the uh, editor would reject it and say, this is too far from reality. This couldn't happen. So you're going to have to go back in and adjust some of this. As I am recording this, I'm watching my volume level on the recorder adjust itself downward. I'm not touching it. It's going down. I'm turning it back up manually here. I'm not touching it. It's literally moving on its own. I, I know you've had some more issues with writing. We're trying to do some things here. When you get on certain topics, the enemy will attack with everything he has. There's things he doesn't mind you talking about, like prosperity and all that, and Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. You can talk about that all day. But when you start getting into the stuff that tears his territory down, the spiritual warfare, how things really work, not the theory of, well, we think all you got to do is say, uh, get thee under my feet, Satan, and it's all good. No, it doesn't work that way. Here's, what, here's the call I got Monday night. I'm at work, you know, I, I do my entertainer thing, and I, I host a trivia game. It's a family restaurant trivia game on Monday night. The minute I finish, my phone rings, and it's someone I know who's read my book and knows that I you know, know about spiritual warfare and deliverance. The person on the phone says, I need your help right now. I hear screaming in the background. Long story short, uh, this lady, she had read my book, and she, she knows a little bit you know, about God's stuff, but she doesn't understand about deliverance, and most, most people don't. That's not taught in the church. So her neighbor had come across the street, come over to her house, and they were talking, and they got on the subject of spiritual warfare somehow. I, she may have been telling her about my book, and the neighbor begins to manifest a demon. She's possessed, and she starts going off, going crazy, as demon-possessed people do, howling and screaming. So this person that calls me says, I need your help. What do I do? She's she's. She's demon-possessed, and she's throwing, she's coughing and spitting up stuff, and she's talking in a different language, and I, what do I do? All right, 
So I put put her on FaceTime, you know, and this is not an uncommon thing. It happens. Put her on FaceTime, the, the woman that's possessed. The problem is when a person is high, <laughs> drunk, intoxicated, you cannot get them delivered because they're not in charge of their willpower. They're not in charge of their mind. The doors are wide open when you're intoxicated. This person had been... Oh, yeah, I could go into the details, but suffice to say this. In 2015, what is that, eight, almost nine years ago now, I went on a show on the radio. It was an, an internet radio show that went around the world, and the Lord gave me a message. He said to start to teach people that there is a time coming, fast approaching, when the demonic forces are going to be so prevalent and so strong in our realm that people are going to begin to manifest demons often. Now, in the last probably 60 days, people have manifested demons uh, around me, situations instantly. I get calls. I, I, people are reaching out to me constantly wanting help because the demons in this realm are acting up. They are showing up and acting up by evidence of their interference with our electronic efforts. Dr. Joy, you were writing the last time we spoke, and you had a, a catastrophic failure and lost, oh, I don't know, maybe 5,000 words, a chapter, maybe two chapters, vanished from your computer, but you went back to it and wrote some more. What happened with that that you wrote, the last thing you wrote? The last thing, I was really going back to try to figure out to write again what I was writing about when I lost that the other day. And it was about spiritual whoredom. This is a very unusual topic that a lot of people don't really understand, but it's something that Satan does not want people to realize how God hates this idolatry that people are involving themselves in and how that relates to how demons come into your life and change your life and all of that. So I was sitting there and, and writing it out, trying to work it into my schedule. I stay very, very busy with my music, uh, you know, with what I do for the church and that kind of thing. And, and really had put a, a block of time to do that. Well, the first thing I do is I get up there and I start having problems just with the computer coming up and doing what it should normally do and just taking forever for it to do this and do that. I absolutely had the cable company come in and check it for me, and they said I was getting everything like I should be getting. In other words, there was no reason it should be going slow. There was no reason for it should be spinning. It shouldn't be doing these kinds of things. So I thought, okay, then it, I know from a standpoint of the technology that we're okay, all the connections are fine, because we had had that hurricane, and I'm right. sure that there were some changes because right. we had a lot of lines down. So I, I really said, well, maybe there's a possibility that it could be something like this. So I made sure that was not a possibility. So I get up there and I start on it. So I think everything is fine now. Everything's come up, and it's doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I start doing this chapter again on spiritual order. You know, and I'm really deep into it and really take it to the nth degree until I've got to put a stopping point on it so that I can go get ready to go out of town to a church for a revival in which I was playing. So I get ready to go out to save it. And when I save it, it, sa it looks like it saves. And then at the top, it says not responding. 
And all of a sudden, this little thing starts spinning around and spinning around. So I'm not, I don't want to touch anything because I know that if it's, if it's going to feel like it should or for some reason, it'll come back up and say, would you like to reopen what you were writing or whatever? Rick, nothing came back. Nothing. I sat there with my mouth wide open going, oh my gosh, for the last almost two hours, my work is completely gone again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've had things like this happen throughout my life. And I know when I first encountered it as a child and growing up, I just felt like I was an unlucky kid. Yeah. Like, what in the world? Everybody, That's what everybody you think. Everybody else is having a great day, and yeah. I am really having this fight going on all the time. So I've, I've learned, having had this happen so much, that I am literally being attacked by what I'm trying to do. Because when you start trying to expose really Satan and what he's doing in this world, he finds a way to use technology or whatever. I mean, you can, it's like people get upset for no reason and people do this and all of a sudden this doesn't work. And then that, and so after seeing this for so long, as old as I am now, it's, it's quite evident instead of getting my blood pressure all worked up and getting so frustrated. And it is upsetting because there's yeah. a lot of work. And, yeah. it's, and it's work that I feel like needs to be uh, in, in, you know, be written down and for people to be able to read it. Um, but I don't get to the point that I totally just almost lose it. But used to, I would get so frustrated. I would be crying. I would just be so yeah. upset. You know, what is it that's doing this to me? So, you know, I did lose that again. And so today, because I've lost that twice, we're going to be talking about spiritual whoredom. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I really want people to go ahead and hear a little bit of this. Because a lot of people do not understand that spiritual whoredom is the same thing as what you would call whoredom in this world. And yes. that's something that God clearly in Scripture makes it very plain about uh, idol- idolatry, adultery, whoredoms, all that. He is really, all the way through Scripture, there is this constant thread about not staying pure, not being holy, not being committed to Him as your God and only God. And when you look at it and you think about what does whoredom mean in the physical sense, we know that that means it's a person that has no chastity. In other words, they cannot abstain from the lust of the flesh. In other words, they're always trying to fulfill the lust of the flesh. And I know right. you went through that in your book, your your great book. I had just finished reading Rick's book. And I, I tell you, everybody, it's, it's wonderful. And you really can understand what people go through when they have to fight demonic presence mm-hmm. and how real it is in this world. And, and my goodness, Rick, you know, God saved you in oh, this yeah. book. I mean, it's clear his hand was upon you, kind of like his hand was upon me in my lifetime because of the things that happened and how we were able to keep sane and get to the point now that we can see the whole picture and be able to explain it to other people. Right. But the, the thing about it is we, we don't realize when we are pleasing our flesh that we are putting those pleasures before God. And in God's eyes, that is idolatry. It is actually committing kind of adultery. In other words, if we are saying we are Christians— and we are professing we're Christians and that he is first and foremost in our life. And then if we turn around and say, 
for example, well, I'm going to have a drink when I could be worshiping the Lord, and I decide I'm going to go have a drink instead of worshiping the Lord, or if I have a cigarette instead of worshiping the Lord. In other words, anything that we put before Him yes. when it's time for us to be focusing on Him is an idol. Well, and it, Satan uses that to hurt us. And, and what we spoke about last week, it, it's not that God doesn't want you to have any fun or joy or whatever. When you do those things, you are entering into covenant. It, the word is covenant. That spiritual whoredom thing, the whole reason uh, um, that we're forbidden to do that is we break covenant and we get in covenant with things, if you're having, uh, you know, sexual relations with a myriad of people, you're entering into a covenant with all, every one of them. And there are attachments that come with that covenant. That's what this whole, the spiritual hoarding thing, who are you going to be in agreement with? You are going to serve this day, choose who it's going to be, the Lord of heaven or the devil. You're going to get an agreement and you're going to be in covenant. So that's where I see the spiritual whoredom thing is such a timely topic because people think of it in, in a different way. They don't, it's all that vibrational thing that you talk about. When you get in that covenant, you're sending out vibrations that are aligning your life and what's going to happen in your life with either the good alignment vibrationally or the bad alignment. Go ahead, Dr. Joy. Yes, it really, it does happen like that. And, you know, when, like you're talking about, if you engage in uh, adultery or fornication or any of those things outside of the marriage uh, covenant that you have with God, it's not that God didn't create those things. He did create sexual uh, things between a man and a woman who are married, but he did not do that for everybody else. He did not create it for that at all. And so when you don't be a spouse, to a spiritual, let's say in a woman's situation, husband, yeah. or a husband is not, you know, a spouse to one wife, yeah. then you're not you're not presenting yourself as a chaste virgin, right. as a follower of Christ. You're and there it all it all goes back to that the bridegroom and the bride yeah. are Jesus and the church. Yep. And so that's it, it it's a it's a formulation. Type and shadow, that, same thing. Yeah, that God put here on this planet to explain how important it is as Christians to remain pure, not to engage in these other religions or other practices or, or do things that Satan wants to, us to do, but to look to him and put him first. And he has to be first in our life. And if we're not staying in the point of him being first in our life, then we're letting our own, you know, sinful, fleshful thoughts or engagements or whatever dictate what we do every day. And so this is a real serious situation because there is so many scriptures that people probably have not even thought about. I mean, just go and Google how many scriptures in scripture have to do with spiritual whoredom. I mean, Mm -hmm. there is an enormous amount about it because it really is something that anguishes God's heart. In other words, when we choose to do things that fulfill the desires and pleasures of the flesh that God clearly tells us in Scripture, stay away from, that those are sinful things, when we engage in them, Satan knows it's it's just piercing God's heart to see his child. No different than if you were a, a father 
right. and and you had children, and all of a sudden you had told them, don't don't engage in this. You're going to get hurt. This is going to be bad for you, and and they've looked at you and said, oh father, father, I won't do that. But yet then you find out they have done it, and you know just from being a a physical you know human being how that hurts you to see your children engage in something that you know is not good for them. It's know that it's going to bring death to their souls. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you know that as a Christian, if, you, if you're a Christian family and your child is lost, you really are engaged in the fact of how do I change or help or teach or do whatever to get my child back in line so that one day when they pass into eternity, they're going to be in heaven with you. And so the same thing, when God our Father is sitting in heaven, he knows. It's like I talked about, like you mentioned in my, my new book, Be Smart End of Days. I'm telling you that your vibrational frequency of your body is sending out all this information to him on a, on a timely minute by second, really second by second basis. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that he does not know that you think, do, or say. I don't care if it's underground, underwater, in a closet, <laughs> away from everybody. He is the person that is totally aware of everything you are doing because your frequency once you start changing and listening to satan and start engaging in and sexual lust and evil and all this kind of stuff your frequency will give him an indication that you're moving away from him your body is actually like a tuning fork so if you're tuning your body to hearing the good things and the good word and whatever then you're going to stay in a certain frequency the moment you start changing a little bit that's going to have a little bit of change in it. And and he's going to note it. But the other people that's going to note it are the demons that are all around us. Because they Absolutely. also, and we know this from Scripture, that Satan was the covering cherub. He was over the praise and worship. That means he was over the sound and vibration of what it was to praise God. So he knows the moment you lose your little praise and worship to the Father, He's waiting because if he hears that little change in your tune, he knows to go after you. And then he just does nothing but like sick his dogs of demons on you as much as he can. Because if he can break you at that moment, that's when he's going to go after you. Mm-hmm. As a musician, you know what I'm talking about when I'm speaking of harmony. You uh, people out there that may not be musicians, you know when you hear a chord, a chord in music consists of three, at minimum of three notes, sometimes two notes, but almost always three. And those three notes have to be in harmony. They have to harmonize with each other to make a certain sound. If one of those notes is not in harmony, it's going to have a what we call discordant sound. It is going to be offensive to your ear. It's going to hurt you. It's going to be like fingers on a chalkboard. Mm -hmm. The actions that you do must harmonize with the heavenly chord, all right? The heavenly vibration. When you choose to do the things that are forbidden, it causes you to be in disharmony with the heavenly chord vibration and it puts you in a demonic realm where the sounds are all discombobulated kind of like that example that that you've given a few times about the classical music that was played for the plants and and the way things respond to sound so every act every thought that you have and once again if you get nothing else from these podcasts this is what i want you to get When we're talking about sin and don't do it, 
It's not because God is some mean stepfather up in heaven who doesn't want you to have any fun and has a mallet ready to smash you the minute you do something. What we're telling you to abstain from these things that are forbidden in the Bible, the reason God told us to abstain from it, it's not because he doesn't want you to have pleasure. It's because he wants to protect you because those things damage you. They get you out of that harmony with the heavenly vibration from which all your blessings flow. See, your blessings flow out of heavenly harmony. Your cursings flow from hellish harmony, okay? That is the whole, everything that's forbidden in Scripture. It's not because God didn't want you to have fun or do what, you know, you want to do. It's to protect you like you would protect your five-year-old who said, I want to go play in the street. You would say, no, no, you're not going out in the street to play. But I want to. I want to go play in the street. You would forbid your five-year-old because you, a five-year-old doesn't understand cars are going to come and they're going to possibly hit him. He can't, he doesn't, his mind doesn't function on that yet. That's why you as a parent forbid that. God is forbidding us. We're, we're perpetual five-year-olds down here walking around on the earth, no matter how old we are. We're, we're little bitty children and we see through a glass darkly, the Bible says. So therefore, God says, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do that. And that's the reason. And if you can get that one paradigm shift in your mind that this is self-preservation, when you abstain from these things, you are preserving yourself and keeping yourself in heavenly harmony, harmonizing with the Lord. Well, it's a very hurtful place for you to be when you are not doing what God it's really, as a father, lovingly trying to get us to do. Again, he cares. We are his children. We are in his image. He literally cares about who we are and what we do. And like you say, he wants to keep us from more hurt. There is no sin out there that won't lead to a bad situation. I can't think of one sin that you can go do and it's going to make you a better person or it's going to help you as far as your eternal opportunity to get into paradise. There is nothing out there sinful that's ever going to get you into the gates of heaven. And God knows that. He knows that if you continue down that road and if he doesn't really come after you and kind of cry to us in different kinds of ways for us to repent, you know, we're, we're going to be in a hurtful place forever. I mean, he knows he created, God created hell for Satan and his fallen angels and his demons. The only reason that hell has expanded, and it says, Scripture says, it's expanding daily, is because mankind is choosing to follow Satan instead of loving their father, God. I mean, God created heaven really to handle his children. But because his children are turning and following the ways of Satan, then he's having to enlarge hell daily. And that's what it says in Scripture. So, you know, we want to look at what in the world is worth losing paradise over. There is nothing here, Rick. There is nothing on this planet that is worth losing your eternal paradise And let me just say this. If people think it's lights out when you die, my new book, Be Smart, explains to you scientifically it's not. The moment that you die, you're going to step out of your body. 
you don't go lay in a grave somewhere. You're not laying over there waiting 2,000 years for somebody to come after you. The moment your body quits breathing, your vibrational frequency that is your thermodynamic energy that can never be destroyed once it's created, when the sperm right. hits the egg, electricity-wise, right. right. electromagnetic you know, fields, it never dies. It Nowhere can't. in Scripture does die. it ever tell you that your spirit and your soul and your soul is who you are and knowing who you are and knowing everybody else. It is you. It never dies. Your physical body will go lay in a grave, but you are alive. You right. never die. And when we come back and we are all brought back before the judgment day, everybody where you either were sent into hell when you died, your physical body is going to be brought back up and you're going to be reunited into it to have a resurrected body mm. to either spend eternity again in paradise or eternity in hell. I mean, it's, it's no other way around it. So don't let somebody fool you to think that there's just, you can go do your thing because it's just lights out. You're going to party, party, party till the cows come home. Well, I hate to say it. God is coming back. Jesus is returning. There's going to be a second coming. And if you will do nothing but read the book of Revelation, and here's a man, John the Revelator, 2,000 years ago on the Isle of Patmos, had, had Jesus come to him and show him what was going to happen to a generation where all these other things would start happening. I'm going to tell you, Revelation reads like our front page news. How could a man 2,000 years ago have put everything happening today inside of one generation like ours. That tells you that this is all a plan. You've got the options. You've got the choices. But you have to make those wise choices. And just like Rick is saying, never has Satan felt the push more than now. Because he knows the scriptures. He's brilliant. He, he's aware that the time is short. He knows his time is short. He can see the times happening. And yes, we can get our government to say, oh, it's just global warming and oh, it's just this and oh, it's just that. It is the fulfillment of end times. It's not global warming. It is the fulfillment of end times. We are moving into the days in which we are been told it's like the days of Noah and we are there. Everything that's in scripture is happening all around us with convergence of signs, increase in the numbers, the severity. They're all historical. They're unprecedented. Everything is getting like a woman in travail. And that's exactly what scripture tells you, that when that woman is in travail, she's going to eventually have that baby. Well, right now we are going through those birth pains on this earth. And we, we don't have any way to turn around the train. There's no stopping the train. There's no turning around the train. We're headed right in that direction that Scripture has told us. It's been 100% accurate so far, and I'm going to tell you it's going to be 100% accurate right to that last period in the end of that Scripture in Revelation. Most of the people listening to us have a car or know someone who has a car. If you saved all your money, and let's say you went out and you bought a brand new car, and that car cost you $50,000, which is not unusual for new cars, but every penny you had, you put into that car. And you love that car, and you drive it, and you drive it, but you're neglecting one thing. You're not putting any oil in the car. You're never changing the oil. You're just driving the car, and you're ignoring the oil. 
That car will run beautifully for a while. It'll get you down the road. It'll be perfect. But little by little, you're not putting any oil in it. And it's going to eventually run out of oil. When it does, and you're driving down the road, the reason a car has oil in it is to lubricate the movement of the pistons and all the things. When there's no oil between two pieces of steel, they create friction and break, break. They rub off. Your car, if you neglected to put oil in it, is going to blow an engine on the side of the road in your beautiful $50,000 car because you haven't, you've neglected the oil. When the engine blows, you're going to have it towed to the dealer and they're going to say, oh, you need a new engine. You're going to say, oh, okay, well, how much is that? They're going to say, oh, it's going to cost you about $20,000 to put a new engine and you're going to fall out. <laughs> Because it's too late then, you neglected to put the oil in the car. As a Christian, you have to put the, the oil of the Holy Spirit in your car all the time. And when you begin to neglect that, Satan will creep in. It won't be all at once. It'll be little by little by little. Just like your car will begin to fail little by little. It may start making a little creaking noise, but you don't pay attention to that. And then all of a sudden one day it seizes up. The engine locks up on the side of the road, and it's over. It's, it's gun, done when that happens. As a Christian, you have to invest in the oil that's going to keep your motor running, because the new car is going to run fine for a while with oil in it. Then the oil starts drying up. The oil doesn't last forever. It'd be cool if it did. There wouldn't be any quick oil change places anywhere. You wouldn't need them. But you have to change that oil. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Getting in alignment with the godly things, listening to podcasts like this, reading your Bible, inundating yourself with the things of God instead of the things of the world, the carnal things. Those are dead end. They're empty. Fame, fortune, recognition, being a uh, TikTok influencer or whatever you want to call it, that's in, that means nothing. There was a time, I think there's a time in all of our lives, there was in mine, when material things were what I was after. That was really my God. If you would have asked me, I wouldn't have said that. I would have said, no, 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 I'm a Christian. But really, I, material, I wanted money. I wanted a country club membership. I wanted to be able to play golf all the time and fill in the blank. And that was what I really pursued. And then one day, if you love the Lord, if your heart is turned toward him, he will correct you. He will correct you as a parent corrects a child. And when he does, boy, it doesn't feel very good. I'll tell you, he will smack you around if he needs to, to get your attention. And I had that in my life. Same thing. He said, we can do it the easy way or the hard way. And I, of course, always said, oh, Lord, that's not you telling me. That's Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Lord, you want me to prosper and have this money and have this country club membership and have the new car because that looks good for you. I'm a representative of you. And look, I've got the stuff because you gave it to me. God said, no, 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 no. You're, I, you're all about the stuff. You're, you've, not, you've stopped being about me. Now you're about the stuff. So I'm going to take the stuff away from you. And he did. Of course he did. And it caused me to wake up and realize the material accomplishments in this world mean less than nothing. In fact, they're a negative. They're less than zero. 
because they will distract you from what is really important. And that's when you're on your deathbed and you're about to step into eternity. You're going somewhere. Like Dr. Joy said, your spirit cannot be destroyed. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can only change forms. It can only transform. So your spirit man's going to live on. The personality that you're hearing me with right now, the personality you speak to your friends, your family with, that personality, who you are, is going to carry on perpetually through eternity. You're going to be there. You're not going to reincarnate into some other person in your personality. You get one shot at this deal. And you get that. The Bible says it's appointed once to a man to die. And after that, the judgment. Okay? So listen to me. Listen to the truth. The other night, well, it was two nights ago. Uh, today's Wednesday. That was Monday night when the lady called me because her neighbor was manifesting demons in her, in her living room. The thing that she didn't understand was that in order to get the demons out, there's only one thing that they respond to, and that is, hear me now, the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus. Amen. You can study some of the best research, scientific, and Dr. Joy's done this for years. You can study all of the best scientific stuff, and every one of them will have the same conclusion, whether it's alien uh, stuff, whatever's going on. The only thing they respond to is the name of Jesus. They don't respond to burning sage. You can burn sage until your house burns down. They're not going to respond. I told this lady that was demon-possessed when I got her to, you know, kind of in her mind. I was speaking to her instead of the demons. And she said, well, I don't understand why these demons are still bothering me. I burned sage. I've been burning sage and burning candles in the house. And I said, I'm not going to say her name, but I, anyway, I said, the demons laugh at that. They want you to burn, uh, you can burn the sages and you can melt candles until you got a puddle of wax. The demons don't care about that. The only thing that they respond to is the name of Jesus Christ. That's it. The blood of Jesus in his name. They're not going to respond to anything else. So that's where you put the oil in your car, the Jesus stuff, more of the Jesus stuff, less of the world. Paul said, I, I've got to die away so that the Lord can increase in me. And that's what you have to do. You have to die to the world. And yeah, it's kind of painful, kind of hurts. But once you understand how this really works, how all this stuff works, all the vibrational stuff, all the thing that, things Dr. Joy talks about in her fantastic book, Beast Mark, you, you've got to get that book and read it because she explains these things in detail. I mean, her, I, I'm blown away at the thoroughness of her, uh, the way she researches things. It's, it's amazing to me. But when you figure out how all this really works, the material things and the fame and fortune, that's the last thing you're going to want. In fact, you don't want it. Heard a very wise thing said by Mike Tyson, of all people, not long ago. He was in an interview, and everyone knows Mike Tyson was the former heavyweight champion of the world, youngest in history, a ferocious, vicious man. He's got a tattoo on his face now. 
He's a rough character, and I think he became a Muslim or whatever. He, he was converted, but he said something very wise. I believe it was Joe Rogan who was interviewing him on his podcast, and he asked Mike if he watches boxing matches and ever misses the fame and the glory of being in the ring, and Mike said, oh, no, no, no. He said, that's poison. That's poison to me. And Joe Rogan said, well, how, how so? You were the heavyweight champion. Don't you have any good memories? Mike Tyson said... I never, ever can let my mind go back there because if I do, it will wake up the dead ego that I've killed. He said, I've finally killed that ego, and I'm at peace with myself. If I watch myself and I start thinking, oh, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world, I'm pretty good at that stuff. He said, it'll wake up a monster in me, and then I won't be able to put it back down and get myself back under control. So that's the worst thing you can do is try to relive your glory days because that will pull you back into that mindset and you will get lost again like I was. Now, that's a lot of wisdom coming from a guy who, who doesn't even know the Lord, but that's wisdom. And that's the way it is when you become a Christian, a follower, a Christian, a follower of Jesus. You forget... <laughs> Paul said, forgetting those things behind us, we press forward. So the things that used to bring you, that, that would get you up in the morning, get you going, whether you were a, an entrepreneur like I've been my whole life and had businesses, and that would always get me started, get me going. I would be excited, go out and make some more money. That means nothing when you realize how this really works and how it's going to end for you. It's going to end with you taking one last breath. And when that breath goes out, at last time, your spirit's going with it. Mm -hmm. Listen to what I'm saying. When that last breath is exhaled from the lungs God gave you, your spirit man's going with it. And you hear people in, in uh, afterlife, near-death experiences saying they were up hovering above their bodies on the ceiling and then going through a tunnel. All the stories are different. But you are going out with that last breath. So I encourage you. Focus on getting to that last breath, as Paul said, in finishing the race, running, fighting the good fight, filling your car with that oil of the Holy Spirit daily so it's going to keep on going, Dr. Joy. You're so right, Rick. Everything you said is just spot on. And that's one thing that you can read in Scripture in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And it says, The world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And you do mm. not want to miss being in paradise mm. with your creator, your father in heaven. If you choose to follow Satan, you are giving up your eternal inheritance. And the thing about it is when you get to hell, it's not going to be a play pretty party like a lot of people that you see on TV making it look like they're dancing around and they're doing all these wonderful things in hell, there is no light of love there. There will be no love. 
at all. And your worst nightmare that you've ever had in this world, the worst thing that's ever happened to you, imagine magnifying that about a billion times. Because everybody in hell that you've ever had engagement with and anything sinful will hate you with every bit of passion if you had anything to do with getting them to make a choice not to follow Jesus. Everybody in hell will hate everybody because you're going to be burning the worm there never dies Mm. when you are in a spiritual body and when you get that resurrected body it's like in scripture where the burning bush was burning but it was not consumed it means all the days for the rest of eternity you're going to be experiencing the flame and fire and eating away Mm. of the worm and the attack by demonic entities. That Just ask somebody that's in in a cancer situation and they're in pain if they're interested in drinking and partying and doing anything while they're in that kind of pain. You don't want, I mean, you are just trying to survive. The pain is so bad. There's nothing fun. There's nothing sexual. There's nothing lustful. Your mind is on the fact that you are in so much pain you cannot deal with it. And imagine being in that kind of pain with everybody else around you in that kind of pain forever and ever and ever. And there's never going to be an out. Because once you're there, you are there for all eternity. And Rick, you know, how many people will be thinking, I had the chance I heard Dr. Joy and I heard Rick when I was, you know, at a certain age in my lifetime and what was going on. I heard their podcasts. I heard them tell. I heard preachers tell me about how bad, you know, it's going to be when you choose to to follow Satan in in the evil. And you're going to think about that for all eternity, that you had a chance. There's no human being on this planet that does not get the chance to make a choice to serve the living God, Creator God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Everybody has a chance. And if you bypass that chance, I would hate to know I had to spend all eternity, forever and ever, where there's no death. In other words, you're going to live forever and ever and ever in torment. And the thing about it, Rick, everybody... Every second that you breathe, you are a breath away from one of those two places. And you need to be thinking about everything you think, everything you do, every way you treat people, that if you go out, you're going to be going one of those two places. And if you don't have your oil lamp lit and be like those five virgins that were waiting, and when the time came, they were taken, the five were sitting there without their oil in their cars, waiting and then when they try to go run get the oil it's too late you know something to think about how do you like your life right now listeners as i ask you if you were to die and slip into the darkness of the eternal torment you realize the life you're living right now is as good as it's ever going to be for you. It's all downhill from there. If you, on the other hand, are going to 
spend eternity with the Lord as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus. The life you have right now is as bad as it's ever going to be. It's all going to be better and better and better. Think about it. Do you want to be worse off than you are right now? This being as good as you're mostly saying, of course not. You know, I'm struggling. I'm broke. I'm, you know, I've got gout in my feet or whatever your situation is. This is the best it's going to be if you, if you go in the torment, the eternal torment. You, your mind can't comprehend how, how bad it's going to be. But on the other hand, if you're living for heaven, oh my, my. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. Now, get that concept a minute. You know, a mansion itself is pretty big. But think about a house that can hold many mansions. How big a house is that? My father's house, there are many mansions. I go there to prepare a place for you. Oh my gosh, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Thinking about the life you have now is as bad as it's ever going to be. It's going to be better and better. And, and really, l- listen, really, that whatever situation you're in on this earth right now, you, you may be suffering. You may be in a, a poor health situation. You may be in terrible financials. But if you have your mind fixed on Jesus, on the things of God, truly seeking him, knock, then the door is going to open. God is going to send you resources when you need them the most. Believe me, I've been doing this a long time. I didn't just show up last week on a bus from Minneapolis, you know, talking this spirit stuff. I've lived it. If you are seeking the Lord with all your heart and and trying to serve him, you may not live in a Taj Mahal right now. You may not be driving a Cadillac Escalade right now. Oh, but you got a couple of them in the garage up in heaven in that mansion that's in the Father's mansion. See, you've got to get your eyes on eternity. That's really the only way to get through the muddle of what we live in down here. You have to fix your mind, your affections on things above. And if you do that, you will begin to align. Oh, the whole thing we do on this podcast is teach you how to get in alignment because Dr. Joy's book, Beast Mark, is all about alignment, spiritual alignment, how it works. The book we're writing right now is going to be about the spiritual uh, matrix that we live in. We live in a matrix. If you've seen the, the movie, The Matrix, we live in a spiritual version of that, and people don't understand it. But once you do, you will start to see how everything is plugged into that matrix in a positive or a negative way. And when you see how the game is really rigged, how Satan rigs the game against you, then you will know how to compensate for the attacks and the darts that come at you. Now, you're going to have trouble in this life. That's what the Bible says. Make no mistake, you're going to have trouble. Jesus had trouble. Every one of his apostles... They died a very uh, uh, uncomfortable, shall we say, their last days. Things are going to happen to you. We're going to go through things. But if you'll fix your your mind on eternal things, then the situations you're in right now will, will work themselves out 
for your own good. Now, you may not like the way they work out, but see, God sees above you. He may block something from happening that you really, really, really want to happen, but he'll block it for your own good, like he would a child, to keep from going out in the street because the child really wants to play with his ball in the street because it bounces better on the pavement than it does on the grass. But there's danger in the street. So as we close this podcast, we want to thank you all for listening to us. Dr. Joy and I come on this. We try to get together once a week. Sometimes we can't because of our very busy schedules, but we do this out of a love for you, the love we have in our heart to try and give you some information that God's given us. We didn't invent any of this stuff. All the, inf- the Bible says nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. All we do is go out and find this information. God brings it to us so we can be a mouthpiece. We're both good talkers. Dr. Joy's a good communicator, and God blessed me with the same ability. So we get this information, it comes to us, and we disseminate it and distribute it for you so that you can get benefit from But This is life-changing stuff. This is, li- I cannot underline that, chisel it in stone. The things that we're talking about, not because we're talking about it, but these things will change your life for the better, and you will never be the same if you will embrace, get a glimpse of what we're talking about and how this thing really works. And we try to bring a new podcast to you every week. And once again, you can reach out. And my book, thank you, Jesus. My book is Boxing Blindfolded with Demons, and it can help you. It's available in paperback, Kindle, or audiobook. Now, listen, I don't want you not having any money to keep you from getting my book. I didn't write that book to make money. Christian books don't make a lot of money. Let me just tell you that, unless you're, you know, a, um, a Beth Moore or something, and the church is buying by the tens of thousands. I wrote that to try to help someone. Now, it's for sale, of course, on Amazon, because you've got to make a little money to keep doing it, to be able to keep, uh, you know, doing the books. If you don't have any money to buy that book, if you will email me, I will send you a link to a free copy of the audiobook where you can listen to every chapter just like it is on Audible. It won't cost you anything, and that's free. You can email me at rick, R-I-C-K, at rickbellwriting.com. That's R-I-C-K-B-E-L-L-W-R-I-T-I-N-G.com. And if you write me there and say, hey, Brother Rick, uh, I, I really want to listen to your book. Don't have any money. I'm sending you a link right away, and you can start listening within a, 10 seconds, okay? And that's where my heart is on the deal. So, Dr. Joy, I'm going to hand it to you to, uh, to sign off for us. The main thing I want people to really understand is that do everything that you can to protect your soul. This, this is why we do what we do is to try to encourage you to protect your soul. And if you look at Matthew 10, 28, it says, You are not to be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And that's the thing is we're trying desperately to get you to see that Satan is a real entity 
and that his whole intent is to destroy who you are forever and ever into the pits of fire and brimstone with him. And it never stops. It never ceases. Scripture is very poignant about it. It is a terrible, terrible place for you to inherit because you made the wrong decisions in this life. And you can contact me at Dr. Joy. That's www.drjoy.com. There's a submission form there. If you have any question about how to go about any problem that you're having, you can fill out that form. I do answer my emails. I do try to be available for people who really are searching and really going through some really terrible times. Rick and I both want you to make the right choices. That's what we do and why we do what we do. God called us to be these watchmen on the wall, and we take it very seriously very seriously, because we want to see you have the inheritance that our Father in Heaven provided for all of us. Always make sure that you understand your soul is your greatest asset. Protect it with your life. Thank you for listening to Heavenly Warriors. You can find the show notes for this episode at heavenlywarriors.com. If you join our mailing list while you're there, we'll send you something free as a thank you. Once again, this podcast is sponsored by my newest book, Boxing Blindfolded with Demons, which can be found at rickbellwriting.com, R-I-C-K-B-E-L-L-W-R-I-T-I-N-G.com, and Dr. Joy Jeffrey Pugh's newest book, Beastmark, which can be found at her website, drjoy.com that's d-r-j-o-y-e.com if you like what you heard make sure to subscribe to heavenly warriors and leave us a review on apple podcasts podchaser and audible do you know someone who would benefit from the heavenly warriors podcast please send them a link to this episode we only grow when our listeners share the podcasts and we really appreciate it May God bless you. Until next time.